Hi. You are amazing. Do you know that? Maybe not. But maybe you do. But we're going to find out how to find your amazing if you haven't found your amazing. And I'm going to find out what exactly that is from our guest today. This is Now Tell Us. And I'm your host, Anthony Murure. Today we have a guest who is known as Dr. Denise Moore. She's going to tell us about finding your amazing. Please remember to share this video or this audio, whatever it is that you're listening on to all your friends. If you have a question, ask. If you have a comment, we are very excited when we see some feedback from our viewers. And without taking one more minute, I'm going to invite you to come with me as we go and meet Dr. Denise. Here we go. Hello, Dr. Denise. Hello, Anthony. <laughs> How are you? I am fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. <laughs> you. You're, you're looking good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I feel good today. Today was a good day. <laughs> where, are you, where are you based? Say again? Where are you based right now? Where are you? Where am I based? I am yeah. in Maryland, you know, right outside of Washington, D.C. Between okay. Washington DC and Baltimore, Maryland. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good. So uh, is, now you remind me. Now when you mentioned Washington DC, I watched a clip a few days ago. It was a uh, kind of funny. Someone has been sent on an assignment. A newscaster <laughs> was was a uh, some par parody from Canada or something, I guess. So he's been sent on a an assignment to go to Washington and cover the inauguration of the president. And he find himself in Washington. He's asking, I thought you sent me to Washington. No, we did not send you to Washington. We sent you to Washington, DC. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, he went to Washington State, not Washington, DC. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, so, and so, so I got that. Okay, I, I know this, but I, there are so many people that don't know that right. we have uh, two states with the same, yeah. almost the same name. Right. <laughs> yeah. So good to meet you. How is the weather today? Oh, wow. It is cold today. Um, I went out earlier to run some errands. It was 28 degrees. Ooh, Fahrenheit. yeah. Fahrenheit. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Welcome yeah. to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I, I look forward to our conversation uh, and just sharing with the audience all about Only You're Amazing. <laughs> okay. Now, Dr. Denise Moore, Rever. Yeah. Uh, Tell us who is this doctor. Tell, yeah. Give us an insight <laughs> yourself. All right. So uh, again, I'm Dr. Denise Morvivel. Um, for 20, 28 years, I've been a speech language pathologist. So I've helped people to learn how to talk, to communicate, to find their voices, right? Uh, to really learn how to express themselves. So I've been doing that for a number of years. Uh, but but I, about, about six years ago, I started a company called Own You Amazing. And it's really an extension of the work I've been doing as a speech therapist. And what I mean by that, I help women to find their voices, to live their worth out loud, to show up as their authentic selves, 
because that was my journey of self-discovery. Like, how am I living? Am I showing up as the true me? Am I living my worth out loud? And so Own Your Amazing is kind of a, a product of trying to help other people to find their amazing. Yeah, wow. That's beautiful. And uh, apart from uh, taking that journey, because and, and specifically focusing on women, because you've gone through that journey, is there another reason why you specifically go for the women and not everyone or not the men? Uh, I go for women because I'm a woman, <laughs> but I have found that as I share my message of Own You Amazing, that a lot of men have been coming on board too. I do, I do work with men as well, but primarily women, because I have found in my work that a lot of times women, we feel like we don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. We can't really say um, what we want, who we are. And so I try to empower women and give them permission to say, yeah, this is who you are. This is what your life is. And I, I and again, I found some men have come aboard as well with the movement. So I don't discriminate, but I just say right now, my focus is primarily on women. <laughs> yeah, we, we are all one. I'll, I'll be interested to know what right. <laughs> well, the women. So you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, um, and it's good that you bring this up because um, in now things are changing and we can accept that world over that is not as it used to be that uh, women are trying to uh, rise up they are trying to take positions in companies they are becoming ceos and all now this has not always been that way and um, maybe you can tell us why because i know being focused with your work you know a lot of history of how things have been yeah. why 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 don't they have the voice and and as we include some some women, some men also. <laughs> I think for a number of different reasons, but uh, I drew, I grew up in a generation where it said children are to be seen, but not heard, mm -hmm. right? So you grow up not really feeling like you have a voice, that you have a say in your life. So you mm -hmm. grow up with that. And then you get other messages from society, from school, from different places telling you that what you have to say is not worth hearing, you know, or who you mm -hmm. are or how you want to express yourself is not how it's supposed to be. And so a lot of us just live really silent and quiet. And so I want to just give a little background about the whole Own Your Amazing movement. Um, I had been on the journey. I had gone to college, got the degrees, had a success, but I still wasn't happy. I felt like there was still something missing. I still felt like I wasn't living my fullest potential. And so I had gone to a retreat, a women's retreat. <laughs> one weekend and so uh it started on a friday so the friday the friday of the retreat i went out with a young lady to dinner just to get mm -hmm. to know one another share our stories and so then the next day was the official start of the retreat and so as it goes the, the coach or the facilitator of the retreat she had different women to come to the room to get coaching and so i was just waiting for my turn to come to the front of the room but as I was looking at the other participants, they were all crying, very emotional. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I don't know why they're crying, but it's okay, right? That's what I'm thinking in my man. And so now it's my turn <laughs> to go mm -hmm. to the front row and get coached, right? Mm -hmm. And I tell you, Anthony, as soon as I sat down, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, she was, and facilitating like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. I said, that's why I'm here because I really need to figure out what's going on with me. And so the young lady who I had gone at the dinner the night before, she raised her hand and said, I know what's wrong with you. And I'm thinking to myself, we just met, you don't know me. 
I've been on this journey. How are you going to tell me what's going on with me? That's what I was thinking. I didn't say mm -hmm. that. I just said, oh, okay, what's going on with me? And she said to me, she said, I just met you. She said, you're smart. You're brilliant. You're talented. She said, you're all these wonderful things. She said, but you don't own it. She said, you need to own your amazing and stop playing small. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. So she helped me to language what I had been feeling. I knew there was more for me to do. Mm -hmm. Deep down, we all know there's more, but a lot of us have been afraid to stand up, to stand for ourselves, to shine, to own our amazing. We have allowed uh, what society says or what family say to diminish what we think is, um, you know, make us feel that we're not worth it, that mm -hmm. we're not important. But she helped me to language that day that we are all amazing. And our mm -hmm. job is to own it and not to devalue ourselves or allow other people to devalue us, but to understand we all matter. And we are all, we all came to this planet amazing. Mm -hmm. Now it's just time for us to own it and show up more powerfully. That's the mm -hmm. message. That's wonderful. And I discovered, you know, it's good that you say that we, most of us know that we are amazing, but then there are those many of us that I have come across that they don't know their value. And and, and just as you say, yes. you expressed at that uh, retreat that um, I actually don't know what's wrong with me, but actually it was not what was wrong with you. It was what was good, very great with you. And, and you didn't know that. And, and some of us don't know. You're so, absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it takes someone else bearing witness mm -hmm. to say, no, I see that you are amazing. I see all these things. And a lot of times other people can see it within us. Other mm -hmm. people know they can see your greatness and your goodness and all your amazingness. But we don't see it. We don't own it. We don't we don't take ownership of it. There's been so many times in my life when people were like, oh, you're good at this, you're good at... But I was like, I don't know, I'm not sure. How many times have we done that to ourselves? Mm -hmm. When other people can see it because it's there, but we have to own it. And so that's the message. I'm telling you to own it. I'm telling me to own it. I'm telling the world. You, and you have to own it for yourself. I can't own it for you. You can't own it for me. Mm -hmm. It's an inside job. That It's mm -hmm. the internal work we have to do to say, yeah, I am brilliant. I am amazing. I am a one of a kind. You know, there's over 8 billion people on the planet and there's no two people exactly the same. That's amazing. We're it, <laughs> you yeah, know, sure. we're it. And so we have to, to really celebrate that, to own it and just really to embrace who we are. Hmm. Now, going through your profile, I came across a book. Yes. With exactly those words. At what point did that book come to be? <laughs> oh, there's a story behind that too. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. That yes, all your amazing discover the power to create an amazing life you love. It's, it's like discover your power because the power is within you. Mm -hmm. You have to own it for yourself. So the story behind the book is that I never thought I was going to write a book. I never mm -hmm. had that on my radar. That was never something I said I was wanted to do because I didn't believe I could. Mm -hmm. Again, other people thought I could, but I didn't think I could, right? And so I have a business coach. And so when we were first starting out, she said, I think you need to write a book to share your story, to share your journey on how to own your amazing. And I said, no, I can't do that. I can't, I, I'm a terrible writer. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I said that was because when I was in high school, my high school English teacher, my senior year, <laughs> 
told me I was one of the worst writers he had ever had. Ah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that played in my mind, like, no, 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 I can't write. And, 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 and to be honest, writing has always been a challenge for me. I always had to take more time with my writing assignments, uh, but I was able to still do a good job. So the little confidence that I had in my writing, he dashed it that day. Mm-hmm. I, and so my confidence in my writing was just gone. And so now here, years, you know, I get through college, I get to college. And now this person say, hey, write a book. And I'm like, no way. I'm not going to do that. Mm. And so then she said to me, well, what if you can share something in your story that can help someone? And I was like, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wrote the book. It's because, um, again, I wanted to share my story with the hopes of helping someone else to see themselves too, to say, if I can go through what I went through and still learn how to own my amazing, then so can you. So can this person. And mm-hmm. so, again, writing the book was a way of me facing my fears. It was a way of me taking ownership and saying, I'm not going to listen to what that person said. I am going to do this and I'm not, I'm not going to allow the fear to get the best of me. So that's why I wrote the book. And then what I'm really most excited and proud about was my book was nominated for a book award, right? I was one of the finalists. I know. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and so, and the book was based on the, the, I was in the self-help, I think the self-help personal empowerment uh, category, something like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. I was a finalist because they were looking for not the number of sales that books were making, but what kind of impact mm-hmm. that the person wanted to make with their book. And so that's why I got nominated. That's why I was a finalist because they saw and they see that the message of Own You Amazing is powerful. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to make an impact on the world <laughs> with this message. And so that's what I'm proud about. You know, not how many books I've sold, but the impact that my story can make, the impact that the message can make, because I want everyone to own their amazing. I want everyone mm-hmm. to rec- recognize and realize how truly they're amazing they are. Because when you do that, then you're going to show up so much differently in the world. Mm-hmm. You're not going to cower down. You're not going to be afraid. You're not going to be timid, but you're going to show up boldly to share your gifts of who you are with the rest of the world. Wow. And there's so much in that. Now, when you come to the point of uh, considering that whatever it is that I'm going to do, drawing out my amazing and taking it out there to the world is not specifically because of me. You know, many times we focus on ourselves and we say, I'm not going to do that because um, I'm not going to gain something or maybe I'm good. I'm, I'm going to expose myself out there with my flaws. And so when this person told you, just give it out there because it's going to be helping someone out there. Then it drew you out. You're amazing. And, and, and we can see your amazing shine. <laughs> and so I want to say one of the chapters in the book is called, you know, is dealing with purpose. Mm-hmm. That we are, we, are, we are made on purpose and for a purpose. Yeah. We were created on purpose. We're not, by, we're not here by accident. I believe we're here on purpose mm-hmm. and for a purpose. And so it's up to us to discover, well, why am I here? And what did I come to share? What did I come to give? The ability to help children to learn how to speak as a speech therapist, um, it's not for me, it's for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I didn't I know how to speak, you know. And so the gift of talking is a gift God has given to me to help those who can't. Mm-hmm. So when we recognize that who we are is a gift to someone, then we're going to show up differently. 
because someone needs you, me, your listeners to be exactly who we are. We don't need to change up. We don't mm. need to be any different because someone needs you exactly the way you are because you were, you were made on purpose and for a purpose. And so I tell people who work with me, how are you going to show up in the world? You're holding back your gifts. Somebody is needing you to show up and you're just sitting back, not showing up, not writing the book, not cooking the meals, not teaching the children, not being a mechanic, whatever that gift is, we need you to show up. And I tell the story all the time. I love my mechanic. I know I get on his nerves. Because <laughs> if my car don't start, start I'm Ooh. calling him. But he's gifted in that. I mm -hmm. don't know how to fix a car. But what if he decided I'm not going to fix anybody's car but my own? Then I will be left on the side of the road many a days. But he has come to my rescue. He'll call me to make sure my car is running okay so I can go about my life. I thank God that he's gifted in that. And so somebody needs you to show up the way you are because they're dependent on you. They need you. But yeah. oftentimes we discount who we are and what we have thinking it's no value, but it does have value. You have value. I have value. And we just need to show up more powerfully in the world. Mm, that's very well said. And I appreciate that. Wow. Now, talking of the chapters, uh, I see uh, you telling about uh, saying they're talking about the struggles to owning it. And, and I believe they are. Can you tell us about them, the struggles? Oh, Why yeah. And, and maybe you can give us your own examples. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I have so yeah. many, but I'll pick one. Okay. <laughs> I'll start with um, I always tell the story. I think I told the story in my book about um, being in high school. Uh, and it was time for me to pick a college to go to. Um, first of all, let me back up. I'm the youngest of five children. I have a brother mm -hmm. and three sisters. I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. And so there were certain expectations about my life. <laughs> let me start there. And yeah. what I was going to do, where I was going to go. Right. And I went along with it for many years. I did what everyone expected me to do. But now it came time for me to pick a college. And that was a certain school that everyone assumed I was going to attend. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to attend that particular school. I just didn't feel like it was a good fit for me. So the story goes, it was time to apply for school, the colleges. And um, I applied to some colleges, <laughs> you know. And so now it's time for acceptance letters to come, right? Mm -hmm. And so my dad was like, have you gotten your acceptance letter from this particular school? And I was like, no, I haven't gotten it yet. And he's like, mm -hmm. okay. A few more weeks go by, he asked me again, hey, have you gotten an acceptance letter from that particular school? And I was like, uh, no. He was like, I've heard other people have gotten theirs. I wonder why you haven't gotten yours. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then he said, so the next time, I, you know, so he asked me again, did mm -hmm. I get the acceptance letter? I was like, no. And that's when I said, dad, we need to have a conversation. And so I told him the reason why I have not gotten the acceptance letter was because I didn't apply to the school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to say that my dad was a little upset with me, mm -hmm. <laughs> saying it like he was very upset with me, very. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't apply, but um, I had to tell him that I didn't think that school was a good fit for me. Yes, it was a great school, but it wasn't a good school for me, even though family members had gone there and the expectation yeah. was I was going to go too. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I don't want to go. And so we had a conversation and, you know, we worked it out. But that was the first time in my life I really felt like I stood for myself, that I made a decision about my life. So I said to my dad, I said, shouldn't I have a say so of where I'm going to go to school since I'm going to be there for the next four years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so he was like, you're right. And so that was really, really, you know, there have been other times too, I felt like my voice was heard with my family, but not always. But that was one of the times I felt like I got to make a stand. I got to, I got to do what I think is going to be for best in my best interest, not what everyone else expects me to do, because that's not what I want to do. But mm-hmm. a lot of times we just go along with, because that's what people think we need to do or expected to do. But deep down inside, we like this, this isn't it for me. This doesn't work for me, but we've been afraid to say it to, again, to, to live our worth out loud, to say out loud, this is not for me. This is the direction that I want to go. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I have, you know, other examples but my my point is that we have to learn to stand for ourselves to stand in our own power and so i tell people all the time it takes courage to be who you are Mm. it takes courage because there's so many voices speaking telling us do this don't do this go here go there look like this don't look like that it's like what voice are you listening to are you Mm -hmm. listening to your own internal voice Mm-hmm. Are you listening to your intuition, to that God within, whatever you want to call it? Are you listening? And a lot of times we're not. We on Facebook, we on we we on social media, we listen to everybody but ourselves, and then we wonder why we're not happy. Mm-hmm. We wonder why we're not fulfilled because a lot of times people are doing work that they don't line them up. It doesn't excite them. They're just doing the work to get a paycheck. But what about doing the work that you love, that you're good at, mm-hmm. that you've been gifted to give? That's when you're going to light up. That's when you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get up every day and share what I've been given with the rest of the world. But most people don't live that way. And so I'm encouraging. I say I'll give people permission to own your amazing, to say this is what I want for my life and Mm. go for it. Go for it. And go for it. Yeah. One of our viewers, known as Esther, wants to know how she can gain confidence and trust in herself that she can do it. How, how do you gain that trust? Uh, trust trust yourself. Yes, you can. Yes, and, and again, I said it takes courage to do that, especially if you haven't done it before mm. or you haven't done it in a long time. But I, I work a lot with young children. And mm. I, you, if you watch a child who has not been, I, I say, tainted by an adult. <laughs> but think about a young child. They are free in their creativity. Mm-hmm. They they know. You say, can you do it? Yeah, I can do it. They believe in themselves. It's not until we begin to hear other messages like, well, maybe I can't. Well, maybe I shouldn't. But I tell people, go back to that childlike innocence that we all had at one time when we truly believe I can leap tall buildings. You know, I have a cake. You know, think about they kids believe in themselves. They believe mm-hmm. in their creativity. And so it's just a matter of getting back centered and quiet to tap back into the, and hear that voice. So mm-hmm. one of the questions I always start with uh, my clients who work with me, I'll ask them a simple question. Who are you for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are you and when for? I tell you, when I tell you that is a hard question for a lot of people to answer, because I can ask them, well, who are you? And they was like, well, I'm this. Well, how do you know that? Who told you that? Did you say that? Or did somebody tell you that? That's who you are. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, I oh, mm, I don't know. Because somebody may say, I'm an artist. Well, how do you know you're an artist? Oh, because I say I'm an artist. I, and so here's one of the chapters in my book is that you don't have to wait for other people to confirm you. You have to affirm yourself. A lot of times we look for outside you know, um, affirmation. Do you think I'm good? 
Do you think I'm pretty? Do you think I'm smart? Instead of saying, I think I'm smart. I think I'm good enough. I think I'm worthy. We have to affirm ourselves because we mm -hmm. may not ever get the affirmation from outside of us, but we don't need it. We don't need it. Mm -hmm. And so the answer to the question is like, believe in your, just start today and say, I'm going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hear, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask myself, is this what I really want? Is this what I really want? Not what I should want or what other people tell me I want, but is this what I really want? Like, oh, okay. Another, another good example is when I first started my speech therapy practice, I have a private practice. I have an office space where people come and get services. Mm -hmm. And so when I was setting up the office, uh, the person came in to, to connect the telephone and the internet and all those kind of things. And so the person said to me, would you like a television in your reception area? And I said, no, I don't want a television in my reception area. I said, I want books. Mm. I love to read. And so I said, when the parents bring their children in, I want them to read to them. So mm -hmm. I think a television would be distracting. Mm -hmm. He said, well, other offices have television in their reception area. I think you should too. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. And he, he, kept, he said, well, I think it'd be, I said, sir, I don't want a television. I want books. And so when you go to my office right now, there is mm -hmm. no television and there's lots of books <laughs> because that is what I wanted. That is how I wanted my office space to be when people came to my space. Now, however else anybody does their space, that's good for them. That's great. Mm -hmm. But we have to say, well, no, that doesn't work for me. I, I want a different kind of space for when people come to me. So again, it's just taking a stand for what it is you say you want for yourself. Mm. Yes, and you talk about uh, self-care, and I think it's, it's related to all that we've said, but um, you talk about self-care and not being selfish. What specifically are you aiming at? Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's a chapter in the book. I had to include that because a lot of times, especially with women, we think that taking care of ourselves is selfish mm -hmm. because we are the nurturer. We are the person who takes care of everybody. We make sure everybody's taken care of but ourselves. Mm. But what I've learned that I can't be, I can't take care of other people unless I'm taking care of me. There's an old saying, you can't give from an empty wagon. But a lot of us try to give and give and give, but we're empty, we're depleted, and we end up being tired and bitter <laughs> and cranky mm -hmm. <laughs> because we haven't taken time for self-care. We haven't taken time to fill ourselves back up with what we need. And so then we try to give to other people and it's not really beneficial, right? So real mm -hmm. quick, a story was, I always talk about self-care when I would do my workshops. And so one of my good friends came to my workshop. And so we got to the part about taking self-care. Like, what's something you're going to, what is something you want to do in terms of your self-care? Mm. And at the time she was, she's married with two young, she, at the time her kids were younger than they are right now. Mm -hmm. And so she said, I just want to check into a hotel room by myself, no husband, no kids, take a bath, order room service and go to bed. <laughs> and we like, do it, do it, do it. And yeah. she was like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, she said, I had to talk it up with my husband. I said, absolutely. I said, but you owe it to yourself to do it. And so later on that afternoon, her husband called me and because we're good friends. He called me. He said, did you tell my wife she should check in a hotel room and have a good, you know, all of that? I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said, thank you. He said, mm. thank you. Thank you. He said, thank you, because I have been telling her to take some time for herself. Mm -hmm. 
Because what he recognized that when she takes time for herself to take care of herself, when she shows back up, she's a better wife and a better mother. And so when we take time for ourselves, when we make sure we're rested, we make sure we're good physically, spiritually, emotionally, we're better able to serve people. And so I had to learn over the years, like, you got to take time for yourself. You got to make sure you're, you're shutting it down and not on. I used to work seven days a week, six days a week, just working, work and, and got depleted and I got burned out. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't show up the way I really wanted to show up. Now I don't work that many hours. <laughs> I was like, no way. I do my vacations. I take time to, and self-care can look like whatever it looks like for you, you know, and could some people like to go out in nature and take a walk or watch a movie or Take a bubble bath, whatever that is that's going to nourish you back to mm -hmm. where you need to be. So when you show up, you're more powerful. You're yeah. more ready. So I got mm -hmm. a good night's sleep last night. That's why I'm here today with you. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, you have got to refill that cup so that you can yes. pour it out to the others. Yeah, so Esther agrees. Oh, yeah, she's uh, she, she can relate to that or everything that you've said. Yes. And and it's good to take care of yourself. Self-care is yes. not selfish. It's not selfish. Yes. And also Esther identifies, uh, she's seen the books around me. So I will be very comfortable in Dr. Denise's uh, reception area. I love books. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> I love books. And, and now you talk about your reception area, your, uh, your space where people come for consultation and uh, do you just specifically and only do it there or do you reach out to people everywhere? How, how do you? Yes, in terms of my speech therapy, it is just locally, but in terms of Own You Amazing, oh, that's more virtual. That's more global. You know, I do a lot of the coaching I do uh, with people from around the world, actually. And mm -hmm. so um, we, the power of the internet, the power of social media, the power of being able to connect like we are has been a, has afforded me the opportunity to work with people from all over. And so that's the beauty of it. It was what I love. You know, I'm a book coach. Not only did I write a book, I've helped other people write their books because I understand the power of the written word and getting your story out. So uh, all of my clients don't, they don't live near me. <laughs> they live mm -hmm. in all over the United States, you know, in other countries. So yeah. Um, so the only amazing movement is a global movement. It's a global um a business, you know, I coach, I speak, I was, I spoke in France last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, Dubai, different places like that, virtually in person. So again, the message is global. You know, I want everyone to uh, be empowered to really own who they are and to show up because the world is waiting for you to show up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, so Own Your Amazing is, is virtual, is digital, you know, I have courses, I have the books, I, have, I do virtual workshops, I do in part, all of that, because I'm really committed to the mission of helping to support people. Now, that's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah. And you're doing <laughs> it your view. You, you really, you surely are owning your amazing. We can see that. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so how can people connect with you to own their own amazing? Yes. So I would tell people to start with the website, which is ownyouramazingnow.com. I say, don't wait to own your amazing, do it now. <laughs> so ownyouramazingnow.com. Now is the best time that you get started to owning who you are and showing up more powerfully. Uh, you can also find me on social media. I'm there. I do a weekly thing called Think About It Thursday. 
on my uh, Facebook page where I just come on for a few minutes to give a little inspiration, motivation. But it's all about helping people to take inspired action. Like, what are you going to do differently? Mm -hmm. Because if we keep doing the same things, we're going to keep getting the same results. So if every week I challenge them to think differently, like, think about what you're thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, how do we create these amazing lives? Well, you got to think about what you're thinking about. And then you got to go do something differently. I love that. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes, yeah. Alice. You should be thinking what you're thinking about, not just thinking for the sake yeah. of thinking. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, what are you what are you thinking about? Like, mm -hmm. really take time and do self reflection. We don't do that enough because we're all so busy ripping and running and going that we don't take a minute to be still, to be quiet, to think about like, is my life really headed from where I want to go? Yesterday, my talk was make a U turn. If your life is not headed in the direction you want to go, well, make a U turn. Turn it mm. around. Go in a different direction. Take some different action, mm. because we all deserve to have the life of our dreams. Yeah. But you got to put in the work. You got to do something differently. If not, you're going to keep getting the same results. Mm. Wow! Wow! That's wonderful. So once again, to all the viewers or the listeners, please go to ownyouramazingnow.com, <laughs> and it's now, not tomorrow. <laughs> now. <laughs> On your amazing now If you've loved this episode like I have loved it, you should be going there right now, not waiting for tomorrow. It's now. <laughs> yes, uh, we really thank you, Dr. Denise. Uh, thank you very much for taking your time to be with us here. Yes, uh, also our viewers are thanking you. Oh, as they thank, are saying. You. thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. I just, I, I appreciate every time someone gives me the opportunity to talk about all your amazing. So thank you. <laughs> yes, we really appreciate you. And we also appreciate all our guests here, uh, our viewers. I mean, our, yes, our audience, we appreciate. Yes. And um, thank you for uh being with us now rich kememia is here and he's uh, excited about that statement yes <laughs> think about what you're thinking about <laughs> no. <laughs> think what you're thinking. so yes it's uh, been a beautiful experience having you here and we appreciate we are definitely going to come and connect with you Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, that's about it. And uh, but, but before we go, we'd like you to leave us with just a few words. You've said much, you've said much, but we'd like you to leave us with your favorite words, a few words that we should always remember you with. Just remember that you are important, you are special, and you are amazing. Nothing or no one can change that. Now, your job is to go out and own it. Own your amazing today. Own your amazing today. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been it. Uh, Own your amazing. This has been Now Tell Us. I have been your host, Anthony Morore. And together with Dr. Denise, our guest today, we are saying bye for now. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs>